Good morning, Strikers. Rock a sock. Today's the day. One thing our pastor says is that you have to look back. When you look back, you have to look back correctly. You don't look back into all the problems and the anxieties and the issues that you have. You look back on, all right, that was an issue. I'm going to assign a meaning to it that's more, and I'm going to use that to, to move me forward, not to hold me, not to anchor me down back there, right? Well, he says anytime that we're looking at things in the book, he says anytime that we're looking at things in the future, yearning for, wanting for, or this is where I, where I disagree a little bit, but when we're doing that, then we're looking at it from a lack, of, of, a view of lack, because it's, we're, it's, it's a gap we don't have, so we're striving for that. This is, that's where I did. I think you always should have something that you're striving for, right? Um, I forget who says it. A man's reach should just extend beyond his grasp, you know? But we can only connect the dots when we look backward. You can't connect the dots looking forward because that hasn't happened yet. See, there's no dots to connect. You can only connect the dots looking backward. That reinforces what Pastor says about looking back correctly. When you, when you do that, you look at from a gain, and he gives a great example, I think. He says, I have two daughters, one's six and one's four. He said, the six-year-old wanted to play with some of the spoons from the counter, right? There were six, there were six spoons in the, in the deal. I pulled them out. I gave them to her. She dropped one. Her four-year-old sister grabbed it, and immediately, all she could focus on was the one that she didn't have. She was in the gap. She didn't see that she was five times better than she was before I handed her those spoons because that's what she wanted. All she could focus on was the one that she didn't have, nor could she focus on the fact that her sister was having pleasure and enjoyment from having a spoon as well. She could only see, I don't have six spoons. I only have five. That, she, she said, immediately she was in the gap because... She didn't look back about how she's five times better than she was. I don't, I'm, I'm one time worse than I should be. And so you can see it happening all the time throughout your day on the gap, uh, from a gap in a game. So that's where, I, that's where I got the thing about the wins. You know, tell me three wins that you had today. And whatever those wins are, they are. You know, and as I, as I, told Kurt Kelly the other day when he put, I got up, I was able, you know, I was able to breathe or something like this. I called him and I said, what's going on? Because if you post that kind of stuff on this group, you're going to get a call from me. All right, man, that's the best you can come up with. What is going on in your world? That the best you can come is that God woke you up today. You're in, you're way in the gap. So tell me what's going on in your life. Why, why is this the very best thing that you can find? Because I guarantee you there was, there was, there was other wins that you had. Okay. And then, so are you doing this because you're just, you're being spiritual? Are you doing this because you're tired of doing this and you're not putting any thought into it? Are you doing this because you had a tremendously crappy day and you don't want to, you don't want to try to find any wins in it. So if you're doing that, Let's have a conversation because that's not the kind of, that's not the kind of friend that, that you are. I don't, I don't allow that in my friends.
you know, like me telling Kenny when Kenny told me he felt like he was worthless. I said, mm, I don't have any worthless friends. So you need to cut that crap out. I use a different word. But you need to cut that crap out right now. And give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5.20, New Living Translation. Strikers, when given thanks is a key to life, how do we stay in the state of thankfulness? Let's find out next on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Dry out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. How's puberty going, Alan? It was great. <laughs> did, you, did you catch that? I, yeah, right at the end. I was like, I wanted to redo it, but then I thought, nah, that's it's just fine. It's, it's uh, fine. comedy. Yeah. What do we got going at Grace Point? Grace Point Family Church, we are going through the New Testament uh, book. It's called, oh, so the book is called Messiah. And that's, so it covers the New Testament. So that's what we're going through as a church. Um, you can find more details on gracepointfamilychurch.com. Um, I'm sure it's not late. It's not too late to sign up for um, you know, find a group that's near to you or close by uh, so that you, you can join us with it. Um, and then, I mean, I think it's, it's a great way to read the Bible. It's easy. So is this a small groups thing or is it something that y'all are reviewing on Sunday? On no, Sundays? it's a small groups thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have different, different small groups. There's men's and women's small groups and they cover them on different nights. Uh, but yes, uh, but as they, it was announced in church in one of the services, like, hey, pick up your book. We're going to be starting this. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's it makes it an easy. I mean, because you always hear like you should read the Bible, stay in the Word more, and it's like mm-hmm. if you look at depending on which version <laughs> of the Bible you have, some of the speech in there is like really, like, I'm not gonna, I, how can I read this? It's almost like a iambic pentameter. Yeah, to uh. be or not to be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this makes it easy to go through the Bible, to go through the New Testament. Um, the other thing that we've got, uh, we have our permanent food bank in Anna, Texas called uh, Grace Place. Uh, it is located on 505 North Powell Parkway, uh, and it is for anybody that finds themselves to be food insecure. Feel free to stop by on Monday and Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. You can also stop by on Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to noon. Um, do a little shopping there, free shopping, to get some food that you will actually eat. I mean, they've got popsicles, pizza, ice cream. Healthy stuff. I mean, well, yes, healthy stuff. But and we also have stuff from our community garden. But healthy stuff, and at the same time, it's it's things that you will actually eat. I mean, um, I remember being younger and having to, you know, and, and going through like a food pantry thing, and they just kind of give you a bag with stuff Whatever. that's already in it, and yep. you know, we never just got be thankful. We never got popsicles or ice cream, you know, for not just kids, for adults too. So now, like, yeah, it's not just find yourself in food insecure. You need something. Stop by. Not just for kids anymore. Not just for kids. Popsicles and ice cream. Right on. Uh, so, uh, Elevate Life Church, we have Operation Christmas, October 23rd through the 19th. Uh, 
helping people who are not able to get the gifts for Christmas, just giving them a little joy in their lives. Uh, upcoming Family Fun Fest, October 30th. Uh, we got a, usually a carnival going on there, some uh, car show, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, in the meantime, until that date, guys, if y'all can bring some candy up to the church to, so that we can hand out during the games and stuff, that would be much appreciated. Uh, sign up for Uganda Mission Trip it is going on. The trip will be taking place April 23rd through May 2nd. So that's what we got going on now. We uh, got some other things coming up, so keep an eye out. Uh, Embrace events, uh, Fairways for Families, October 31st. You can sign up. The link is in the show notes. So help support some foster kids and uh, giving them some opportunities as well. So that's what we got. Alan, who do we got on the show today? Uh, today we have, uh, back by popular demand, we have a Mr. Alistair Hunt. Uh, he has his own podcast, The Techie and the Cowboy. Um, and he has a beautiful wife, family. Um, he serves on our media team at the church. And um, yeah, so he's back on the podcast with us to talk about the principle of thankfulness. The principle of thankfulness. And um, welcome, Alistair. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Been glad staying to... out of trouble since the last time we saw yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Glad to be back, man. I'm excited. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, top three core values, they're out of change, might have stayed the same, but just kind of give a quick hit. Yeah, top three, three core values. Wow. Man, you always hit me with this one. Uh, pretty much stayed the same. I don't remember what I said last time, so I have to go back and review. <laughs> Make sure that it stayed the same. The test uh, will be given on Friday. Yeah, balance of life is always at the top. Um, making sure it is that all of the love tanks are, are full in my life uh, because I am a go-getter. <laughs> so it's easy to just go and not think. So I have to be stay mindful of that. So that whole family and making sure that that balance is is one of them. Um, gosh, I, I have no clue what it is that I said last time. So now I can't say uh, it's the same. Um, giving back, or gratitude would be the, the next one. We're going to kind of talk about thankfulness versus gratitude. It's been a conversation that's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so so staying in that, that area of gratitude in your life. And uh, and just it's such a blessing season right now. So just nice. try to stay humble. Yes, and that, that blessing season. I have a hard time staying humble. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine it you know, at all. When you're as perfect as I am, when you're this good looking, yeah, yeah, he follows it right up with that. Right, right. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble, right? When you're perfect in every way. Uh, that's Core scripture. Core scripture. Pray without ceasing. Uh, and I think that's that's all. Just don't quote me on that one. What was it? Sorry. <laughs> pray without ceasing. Oh, pray without ceasing. Simple. Oh, okay. Simple, simple mm. one to be able to remember. It's a breath prayer that you can uh, you can always remember. Uh, it, my core scripture st- changes all the time, but that one is the one that's, that's, that means the most to me right now. Gotcha. You know, for the podcast, it's uh, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: as as iron sharpens iron, another man sharpens another man through conversation and discussions. Uh, my my core scripture for me uh, hadn't really changed in the past year or so, but it is uh, Isaiah's commission, and that's Isaiah six, uh, that chapter. Um, you know, where uh, I heard a voice saying, "Who?" Uh, you know, my core scripture. And I can't even say it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't repeat it, but it's 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 quite long. But the the base of it is, uh, "Who shall we send? Send me." And I just want to make sure that in my life. Uh, I go where God wants me to go, and I use the tools that He's given me to 
make an impact and change the world. So that is mine. We haven't had we haven't discussed yours in a while. Alan. Oh wow! So the last time I, I guess my core scripture was Job eight, but um, and I, I think it was eight five. Uh, but I mean that's that's just something that that speaks to me as far as um, looking at beginnings and seeing you know how far you've come. That's the way that I take it. Um, but I need to find a new one. I mean, I would like to find a new one. I don't need to. I would like to find a new one. I think there's a lot of stuff, good stuff, in the book of Isaiah. Because um, I know that's been mentioned a couple times on the on the show. So I will come back to you with that. Right on. Uh, <laughs> next week. Yeah, next week. We'll be sure, having sure, a sure. test. Uh, so question, having fun with it. Uh, so the question is, I, growing up, understood that once we die and go to heaven, all of our questions are answered. What's the top question of your list? That, that I would ask once I get to heaven? Yeah. Oh, top question. So to give you a little time to think, my, my, my question is, I just want to understand the universe because it just baffles me to think about how vast it is. Like, okay, so our, our universe is in a jar, but then what's on the other side? And then I watch a lot of YouTube videos like, this is our sun, this is the sun over in this other galaxy, and it's much, much bigger, and they just keep showing these stars that are bigger than ours, and it's just... You know, you can't even see the Earth. They're mm-hmm. so big. So just oh, yeah. to be yeah. able to grasp that concept of how big and vast everything is in the universe and how small we are, I just I, I look forward to that. Quantum physics. Yes. Stuff, yeah. Man, if I had that brain. Yeah. Multiverse. <laughs> the multi- Does it the, exist? Does it exist? That is a great Does question to ask. <laughs> Can I go to one of them and just go check it out, see what I did there? Is there, there are multiple Spider-Mans, really? Or... <laughs> Could be. Uh, you know, you say that, so the multiverse, right? As a kid growing up, I always found it interesting when you put two mirrors together. How, oh, yeah. How and then just... Yeah, I've always wanted to wonder if I just move the mirror one and just step over into that other, it, other universe. So, okay, so going back to movies, there was a, uh, I think I mentioned it last time, there's a movie called Coherence, where in the movie, it, it comes across as like a scary movie, it's really not. But in the movie, there's a comet that's passing overhead. And in this time that this comet's passing overhead, one of the guys, his brother's like a scientist. Long story short, this comet is like opening some kind of multi-dimensional thing. And so there are events that are happening, and you see multiple. It's there's it's a multiverse thing that pretty much happens in the movie. That's very interesting to see, and it's it's weird because when you were talking about like if I just move the mirror and step into the next one, well, at the in the in the movie, in this night, it's like you can walk out of one house, go up the street into the same house, and you're in somebody else's. Mm-hmm. You're in another dimension or another universe that's just like your own. Can't can't wait to get up and there's the doubles running around. And it's weird. Devils. It, no doubles. Oh doubles. I was like, I don't want any doubles. more doubles. So uh, and then one of the best answers that I've had so far, or not best answer, one of the most interesting was why 33 years. And I was like, at first it took me a second. Yeah. I was like, why? What? What was 33? Oh, Jesus. Why was he only here for 33 uh, years? Why not longer? You know. Uh, so. What would be a question that you would ask? Explain women. <laughs> yes. 
That's a complicated. Yeah. That's a complicated. That's, 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 that might be. I was like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was off. That's the forbidden tree, forbidden you, fruit. You want to stay here, right? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, wow. that, be Explain great. women. Explain women. Yes. Uh, like, how much that, time do you have? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, please forgive me, God, but I can just see him going, man, I don't even understand. Right <laughs> just kidding. You made them. <laughs> Right on. No, that would be fun. That would be fun to, to get God to explain women. That would be, I think that would be good. Good stuff. It needs to be a movie, really. Uh, so one of the things we've done, we've kind of changed the brushing. The brushing used to be announcements of what was going on in the church. Brushing is a commonly used blacksmithing tool. It is a block wire brush that can be used on hot surfaces, brush away excess material from the workpiece, and leave a nicer finish on the forging. So what have you brushed off this week that has made you a better version of God's workmanship? These are great questions. What have I brushed off this week yep. that has made me a, a better... Um, worrying about what other people think. All right? Yeah. It's something I've worked on over the years and I found myself beginning to worry again about what other people think. Because when you're in business, you're constantly worried about what they think about your business and customer service. And whenever it is, your uh, social media is a part of what I do because I do social media uh, mentoring and, and uh, advising for people. So you're, that's very much about what people think. And when you're in that world, it's easy to be able to start to let that bleed into other aspects of your life. And having conversations with my kids about not being worried about what other people think, I had to kind of step back and be like, well, am I living what it is that I'm telling mm. them? So this week I really focused on doing stuff because it is that either I wanted to do it or it needs to be done and not really worried about what other people think. So that would be. That's, uh, that's a good one. Alan, what about you? Uh, for me, it would be um, worrying about the future, really. Um, my company, the company that I work for, the, our division that I work for was sold to another company. And usually when that stuff happens, you know, there's, there's layoffs, people work. I mean, naturally, it's, we're humans. Am I going to have a job tomorrow? Because today I walked in and there's supposed to be business as usual. And, eh, company announcement, you got sold to another one. So just not worrying about it, honestly. And praying a lot, um, I actually feel really, I don't, I don't have worry about what's going on with company and the business. It's nothing that I can control. Like you, I remember Alistair was on last time and he talked about if it's something you can control, then do something about it. But if it's not, we'll give it to God. So at that point, it's in God's hands. He's gotten me this far. He'll take me further than I need. Then he'll take me the rest of the way. Yeah, I think my brushing this week was uh, not being concerned about or stressing out about uh, my health and where I'm at with it. Knowing that it is a process and I have to get through it and I just can't wait to be done with this this healing process. But uh, yeah, just stepping aside from that and knowing, just keep doing what I'm doing. Don't worry about how other people would have handled this um, this surgery or the recovery time. It you know we're all different, and I just trying to get past that was it was it's been difficult, and uh, that might be I might have a slip up, and I might be brushing that off next week, but. 
Uh, I got eight miles in this week in walking. Nice. So nice. Nice uh, definitely, you know, I think the first week was five. Last okay. week was seven. And now we're at eight. So we'll, we'll keep pushing there. You started off with five miles? Five, well, yeah, it, 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 I was about to say, that's why I, I said the same thing. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's, you know, a, a two miles uh, each day okay. in the morning. So nice. not quite walking or running yet, but hopefully we'll be back there. So that was my brushing. is just being, not being concerned about uh, my, my health in that aspect of worrying about where I'm at with it, mm-hmm. just making sure that I'm moving forward and moving past things. Good. Good. You versus you. Yes. And uh, that was probably what last week's brushing was, is the uh, comparison uh, to other people, wondering like, oh, what would other mighty men have been gone yep. through? Yep. You know, how, was there, how would they have healed quicker? and so, so that can really put you in a, in a tailspin. Oh, so. That's the worst place to be. Alan, what are we covering today? Today we're covering the principle of thankfulness. And the definition um, of thankfulness is uh, being aware and appreciative of a benefit. Uh, In other words, grateful. And then the second one is expressive gratitude. Um, For instance, a thankful smile. So, Alistair... uh... What, how do you define thankfulness for you? So it's funny, whenever it is that you know, invited me back to talk on this topic, that my mind, gratitude is just such a big deal to me. In the past 10 years, something that I really focused on. So my mind immediately went to that. But then I started thinking, what's the difference between thankfulness and gratitude? And I, I didn't have an immediate answer. So mm-hmm. I asked my prayer partner, who's in Atlanta, that's the one that does the podcast with me, uh, and he didn't have an immediate answer. So I started asking all these different people, and nobody... Right off the gate, they either use them interchangeably or they didn't even think about what the difference between those two. And so my thoughts began to go to what's the difference between being thankful and having gratitude? They're both nouns. And when I looked them up in the dictionary and they both have the, the words in their definition, <laughs> like in huh. thankful, it talks about having being an attitude gratitude. of gratitude yeah. and gratitude says being thankful for something, you know what I mean? But I think they're a little bit different. So being thankful to me means, to me is, <laughs> to me is uh, whenever it is that something has happened or something has been done for you and you're appreciative of that. So like saying thank you for doing something, somebody holds the door open, thank you. Or man, I, I'm, I give thanks to God, right, for all it is that he's done for me. Uh, it's almost like a, it, it come, becomes like a knee-jerk reaction, almost like sometimes saying I love you to people mm-hmm. without actually thinking about the meanings behind that, that word. Um, but gratitude is a little bit deeper for me. It's, it's like a, a state of being or something that you can actually practice constantly. Like it's hard to be practice being thankful constantly. When you're driving, you can't thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can say it, right? But yeah. it just doesn't have anything. But being in gratitude, thinking of all the things that you're grateful for, uh, and really getting deep into that, it could just take you to a whole other place. Um, so being thankful to me is, you know, more of a, no, nah, I wouldn't say a one-time thing, but it's like a, a point in time. You can, I was, there's different times where I was thankful for different people for that. Whenever you're in war speech, you're giving thanks to all the people who made it happen. Yeah. But are you giving gratitude for all the things they did to be able to get you where you're at? It's different, you know, it's different things. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, uh when I was thinking, I was actually thinking about the same thing. Funny uh, how that works. But I feel like kind of what you're saying, and it was kind of my mindset as well, being thankful is an action. Yeah. And being 
and having gratitude is a state of mind. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it, but it got everybody I talked to, including the men in the men's group this morning. It really got them thinking about, you know, whenever I say thanks, whenever I say thank you, or whatever else, am I really? Thankful for them, like right. when somebody does something for you, you, say thank you. I mean, it's just again knee jerk, but then you don't think of it probably past that moment, unless it's something big. You know what I mean? But even if somebody was to jump your car or to be able to help you change a flat tire, and you say thank you, does it really stick with you? <laughs> you know, longer than that that moment. Uh, you know, and and are you really thankful for them just because they saved you out of that situation, or are you thankful for them because? The, you know, they actually took their time to be able to stop and help you. Then they could have been doing something else. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but so giving gratitude for the different opportunities and things in my life and everything else like that uh, is something that that's become such a core part of my being. That's why I said it's one of my my core values. But also because being grateful and and gratitude is the most intense weapon that we have against the enemy. It's one of the most intense weapon that we have against anger, uh, and and it's it's pretty cool because it's cool to have in your tool belt because uh, gratitude and anger can't exist at the same time in the same place. I like that. So mm. you can immediately counter any negative through gratitude. Uh, so giving you an example, I was on the highway the other day and and we're driving right, and so we're driving on the highway and I'm a little two seater and I'm always driving the speed limit because that's what I do. Wink, wink. <laughs> and so I'm always driving the speed limit. And so um, this big truck, big country boy comes up beside me. He's in this truck, 18-wheeler on this side of me. And uh, he's just slightly in front of me and just starts coming over. And there's a guy coming up behind me, too. So it's one of those what-do-you-do situations, right? Um, and I was like, you know, this could, be, this could end really badly. Mm-hmm. And so I had to slam on my brakes, hope the guy behind me doesn't come into me, hope, you know, I can swerve to the right, and this guy's still coming over, and I had to slam on my brakes. And the, the old me, maybe two, three years ago, would have had a lot of great things to be able to say to this guy, you know, everything else, maybe pulled up next to him, you know, said some choice words and everything else like that. And the thumbs up. But the way I countered it is I was immediately in gratitude that I was okay, that I was safe, that my family's safe, you know, that everything else like that. And the second part of that was to immediately pray that he gets to go where he's going because he's driving crazy. I'm like, I pray that he gets where he's going safely and that he doesn't harm anybody else in that process. And I'm, that anger immediately dissipated. That's how I got over road rage. Road rage is just giving prayers that whoever it is that's driving crazy uh, gets where they're going safely and that they don't harm anybody else in that process. Helps me Helped me to stop that rage that was happening. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, yeah. uh, so, so that, that, that fact that gratitude is a great way to be able to counter anger and to counter frustration, to counter sadness. Whenever you're grateful, all of a sudden it switches and that's why I think it's a great tool to have in your, your tool belt. It's funny. You're kind of doing the same thing I've been doing as practicing or getting ready for this week. Ex- inter- exchanging gratefulness and thankfulness. The other, one that I, uh, the other one that I've been kind of mixing up in there when I'm studying, I'm like, am I on the right, am I on the right week? You know, because I prep for a couple of weeks in advance is uh, kindness. Like I feel like thankfulness is a, a, a part of kindness it was just funny how just those three <laughs> words were mixed up and everything together yeah i was gonna ask um because i think the road rage thing is like really it sticks out to me a lot because they're they, it can happen every day mm-hmm. you know and the thing that i've noticed that i do is 
anytime I see somebody like tailgating me, I was like, well, let me go ahead and get out of this guy's way because I don't know what's going on. Right. And because I've seen that too, you get on like going on the highway, some guy is you know, your little triangle of the, the lane that's supposed to be merging in, <laughs> and the guy crosses over the triangle into your lane. You're like, wait a second, I'm here. And then you're like, all right, you know, I'm just going to back up. Yeah. I'll, let me let this guy get ahead of me because I'm not trying to battle with him today. And then at the same time, like you said, you wanted to like thank you that I was aware enough to not. Yeah. And then also have the, the cognizance of like, well, let me not engage with this person. Right. Whatever's going on. I have right. no kind of, I have no idea what kind of day this other person's having. And then having, you know, well, let me just pray for him, make sure this person gets on on their on their way and not and not um you yeah, know, causing, that, that causing ability, any other issues going down the road. The ability to switch, you know, to now you're praying for them versus being angry at them. It, it did a lot for me. I remember the thing that triggered me to, to think about road rage differently is I heard a speaker say, you know, you get you put all that energy into this person. You're mad. And now you're talking about it whenever you get where you're going. And maybe you talk about it whenever you get home. And they probably didn't even, it didn't even bother their day. You know, they cut you off. You know, you you did say whatever you were saying. And then they went on about their day. And you're still spending all this energy on somebody who doesn't even care or doesn't, you know, know didn't even do do you were there. They forgot about it just as quickly as they did it. Or they just like, oh, this guy's a jerk. And then they just move on about their day. But you're spending all this energy that you could have been spending someplace else on this. And I was like, you know what? And the next time I got angry, I realized how long I held on to that and how much it affected. And I even got someplace. I was like, I'm in a bad mood because somebody cut me off. No, I can't let this person who doesn't even care Switch and adjust my whole day. And that was the other thing that I thought of that day that the, the guy did that. I thought the same thing was like, well, I'm not going to let this, I, I can't let this ruin yeah. my day. This is five minutes or a couple minutes in my, in the, in the beginning of my work day. It's like, I'm not going to let this ruin the rest of my day. And just kind of let it go. I'm like, well, whatever. He's in a hurry. Maybe, he, maybe he's real late for an important meeting. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you never know what a situation is. Talk about the big universe. Yeah. If you look at the big universe and everything that's happened to me my whole entire life, is this one guy cutting into my lane really that big of a deal? And these are all the things that I, it's like a thought process that I had of the scope. And I'm like, you got to let this stuff go. You got way more things. It's interesting. Like if we were talking about multiverses, what if, you know, here we are spending 45 minutes on, on that one instance. What if we could go step in and see just how it affected him the rest of the day? And yeah, like yeah, you're saying, yeah. oh, it's not even bothering you. Then, then you get all upset again because it's not bothering him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alistair, I wanted to ask, you have um, young men that you're raising. How do you teach them about thankfulness? Get them to be able to understand in the moments where you need to show gratitude, how to show gratitude, right? Uh, it's, it's so fun being able to watch. I have 22 and a 12-year-old, right? And, and to see them, the, the biggest reward for me is to be able to see them show gratitude on their own without me having to say anything about it. First, you're like, it's almost like when you say, your mom would say, say thank you, say yes, ma'am, say no, ma'am, yep. you know, respect. But at some point, it becomes automatic. And then people are always like, your kids are so good. They're so well-mannered. And those sorts. I just taught them what I was taught. It wasn't a, a choice for me, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I just taught them what I was taught. But it's such an anomaly now among kids that it stands out. And it's just common things. Um, but to see, like, especially my little 12-year-old Alec, to see him to be able to, to show gratitude and tell somebody, I'm, I really appreciate you for what it is that you did or what it is that you've done. Or, and this is, he's talking to his peers, right? Like, uh, and he was at baseball practice the other day. He's like, man, I really appreciate the fact that you so-and-so and so-and-so is this kid. And the kid's like, thanks. 
Like, <laughs> you know, so, but, but to see that, that lights me up. That, light, that awesome. let, lets me know. But only way I could do that is to lead by example. Right. I could tell him all day long, but until he could see me doing it. So finding moments that we can say, hey, I give gratitude, like in the car, whenever a situation like that happens, and he starts to get upset or whatever else, I'm like, yeah, but, but we're here. And we're here, and, and then also in our nightly prayers, he does a daily devotional every night that he's been doing for the past two years now. Um, and in that, in our prayers, and when we're talking about the day, giving gratitude for all of the different things that we have going on, the roof over our head, and you know, the fact that we're financially not struggling, and you know all these different things that you may take for granted, especially kids. It's easy for them with social media to compare themselves to everybody else by design. Right. But mm. to say, hey, the, the, the gratitude portion of that is, is that you have a lot. You have a roof over your head. You're not struggling. And when we go volunteer at different places, I'm like, look, this is why it is that we we do this, because we have we've been blessed with a lot. So who are yeah. we not to be able to to help somebody else who's not who's going through a little bit of a hard time? Right? Yeah, I agree. So uh, one of the uh, a common practice or a practice that you can do is, you know, taking each taking a moment in each day and being thankful, thinking about the things that you're thankful for. Yes. And then that helps you think about, you know, that perpetuates, perpetuates, mm -hmm. that moves that forward. So you're thinking about all the good things in your life yeah. and being thankful for them where it leaves, like we've been saying, kind of leaves no room for all the negative things that have happened in your life. So just staying focused. What's another tool that you can use to be thankful? So, so we'll call it bookending your day. I do this with both my clients, my health and wellness clients, and then my coaches that we're training to be health and wellness coaches. It's called bookending your day. So you've heard about a gratitude journal or a thankful journal. I've heard of different names for it. At the end of the day, you actually write down, and you can start with just three, three things that you are grateful for. Uh, sometimes they say you want to do a brain dump and just dump everything that you're grateful for. You can do that, but I find... The smaller the task, the more likely somebody's going to be able to do it, right? And I tell them to do it, and you don't have to take a physical. My wife's a physical, right, in journals. I'm a put it in notes or you know, yeah. Google Docs guy. However it is that you record it, but it's important to record it because what could happen is later on, whenever you're in a bad place, you can go back to that and read all of the things that you are grateful for and that you've been grateful for. And that's why I like to date it too, because I'd be like, man, these are some major moments in my life where I had lots to be grateful for. And sometimes it's just, look, I'm grateful just to be in this bed and I have a roof. You know, I'm so yeah. exhausted mentally and everything else. So I can't do more than just the immediate things. But when you start to really dig, you realize that there's a lot of blessings in your life. So when you end your day on that, your mind focuses while you're asleep on whatever it is that you last fed it. So if you end with social media, and you're reading about drama, then now your subconscious is focusing on drama the whole drama. night. Or if you're mm -hmm. watching Netflix or shows, nothing wrong with that. But if you end with that, uh -oh. then your, your, your mind does that. So if you end with gratitude and you end with what you're grateful for, your subconscious starts to process all that stuff while it's your sleep. And then the first thing, whenever it is that you wake up, start with your Bible, your devotional, your whatever it is. And I give gratitude for God, to God at that point. So you're starting and ending your day with gratitude and everything in between is just that. It's the in-between, right? But at least you could end with what you're grateful for and you can begin giving uh, thanks to God for, for all it is that he's done and, and, and being in the Word. Now, am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. Do I do it every single night? I wish I could say I do. But whenever it is that I feel like something is off, I can usually trace it back to, to uh, I'm not doing this portion of my... And it makes a big difference whenever it is that I do. Did I hear 
gears grinding over here? Uh, well, no, not grinding. <laughs> like he said, oh, he said, oh, shifting. Yeah, well, you, you made you said Netflix at night, and I was like, oh, because that's yeah, well, that's what I do. I like the crime dramas and you know the the documentaries and stuff. So, but usually, I, when I go to bed, I find myself thinking about like, oh yeah, the morning, the you know the evening prayers that we said with Isaiah. Then you know he he went well, and you know that went well, and you know just kind of more focusing on. You know, being thankful for my wife, being thankful for, hey, the fact that I didn't lose my job, being thankful for, you know, the place where we're at in life and, and thankful for our family. And that's something I, I do with, with Isaiah and, and, and Aviana. She's there. She, I don't know if she understands quite yeah, yet. She's absorbing more than you think. She, she yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but with Isaiah, I mean, in, in our prayers, we always, I always start with, you know, hey, thank you, Lord Almighty. We, we, you know, we thank you and we honor you for the day that you've given us and then tell him. And then I also say, hey, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for Isaiah. I'm thankful for Aviana. I'm thankful for the jobs that Shannon and I both have. Um, so I, I do that as well. Um, but there's there will come a point to where we'll ask Isaiah, like, what are you thankful for? What do you want to add to the prayer? And then go from there. But yeah, we do... Um, we do prayers and uh, affirmations with Isaiah. Yeah, that's what you can do. You're doing it, oh, yeah. brother. I mean, only thing you can do is... is um, implement the principles. I tell people, they say, what's the secret to, to parenthood? I say, well, it's, it's 10% you taking what it is that you've learned in life. Parents taught you and everything else. 90% guessing. It's 90% guessing and you planting can, as many seeds as you can and hoping that they, they listen whenever it gives a chance. You can read right? all the books in the world <laughs> and you will always find something that is not in any of the books. My it. kid doesn't do any of this. And at what some point, to they're going to get to the point where they're going to make decisions whether it is that you like it or not. Now having two adult kids, 19 and 22, I can see that. Like my daughter just went on her first road trip with her boyfriend this weekend. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So, mm. At, you know, at 19. So me as a dad, there's, there's a couple different ways that you could go with this, right? <laughs> right? But, but you look at it, you're like, at the end of the day, you know, I taught her the, the morals and values that she needs. I taught her how to respect. He's a very respectful young man. You know what I mean? Uh, we've had lots of different conversations. You know, I didn't do the old pull out the gun and clean the gun, but I did introduce him to a lot of the different people that I know that are <laughs> yeah. a lot bigger than you, right? <laughs> that, are, that have yeah. my back. So yeah. even if it's not me, you got other people to work with. This guy works in a construction site. <laughs> I, I, I've been trying disappear. to get him to come to the men's meeting just for that reason. I've been like, these are all her uncles. Yeah. <laughs> like so you you do hear wrong. But I mean, you know, the, as they get more serious and, you know, as it is that, you know, it gets more serious than that, you have to rely on what it is that you taught them, the foundations. My 22-year-old just totaled his car, right? And, and it was my original, it was my first car that I bought brand new that I passed on to him. So there's a lot more emotional yeah, yeah. investment uh, in this. It's not yeah. just the fact that he told the car, he told my car. Even though he has it now, it's his. It's still my car, right? Uh, and, and so, you know, there's, there's all these different layers, but I'm like, okay, I taught him. The principles of how to be, you know, honest and straightforward and true. And there's lots of different. And he took the right routes in the decisions. And that's the reward. That's the reward of because sometimes you just don't know. You're like, I don't know. Is this getting through? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this, uh, you know, the kids can be really hard headed. And I know I was the king of the hard heads. Yeah, right. So, me both. so I'm like, if, if I'm any testament of what it is I have to go through as I get older, Oh, <laughs> you know, but um, but if I could just plant as many seeds as possible, give them as much foundation as possible, um, you know, both of my oldest, they don't 
actively attend any church, well, at least that I, I know of, right? Uh, even though they grew up in the church and we put all those seeds and those foundations. But there was a period in my life where it is that I didn't attend church too, but I always had those biblical principles that I live by and that foundation I live by until I chose to be able to come back, right? That's, that's good because, uh, you know, what we're trying to um, achieve here is the biblical principles in life that work for us. But uh, I'm not saying your kids aren't, or I'm not saying your kids are non-believers, but they don't attend church. But these principles can still yes. work for them if they use these principles. Um, your thoughts on—I mean, your thoughts on how it works for non-believers as well. Yeah, and it's not that they've never said that they don't believe, and and they they pray. I'll be like, your turn to pray. Whatever we're at the table or whatever else, so they'll pray and everything else like that. They just don't actively go to a church, and, and they blame it on work and everything else like that. And I work on Sundays and so on and so forth. Uh, but you know, it's it's at the end. At some point, if you try and force anybody, whether it's friends, family member, kids, to be able to do anything, they're doing it just to be able to please you, which I think is almost as counterproductive as mm -hmm. them making the decision to do it on themselves, right? Yeah. Um, so so all my thoughts with that is just like you have to be able to trust that, trusting God in his plan and not worrying like kind of like what you said about the job. At some point, it's out of my control. So, God, I'm putting this in your hands, and I can pray for him every single night. I can pray for, you know, their souls and that they follow you uh, and let you handle it and pray that the right people are put in their lives that hopefully lead them into the right place. And and those are my prayers for them. And that's, that's as much as I, as I can control on it. I can keep on inviting them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and doing my part. But outside of that, they're, they're grown now. <laughs> Strikers, let's uh, take a break and pay some bills. And then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, how we shift perspective uh, on, on kindness. So uh, we'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts the weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. Hey, Strikers, welcome back uh, from uh, taking a break. I appreciate the, you coming back to us. So one of the things that I wanted to change or ask was when you're having a rough day and the gratitude and the thankfulness isn't quite there and you need to shift gears to get back in that. How is something, how is that, how, how can you do that? I always like to find something that changes my state, right? So for me, it's music. So I'll find some kind of my favorite song or I always have them queued up on my phone or uh, my favorite album. Sometimes it takes a whole album. It's not just a song yeah. or whatever else, but sometimes it's better just to take a step back from the situation or whatever it is and find something that's going to set you off. Maybe it's a, a set of a TikTok channel of some people that you want to do, or maybe it's a YouTube stream, or maybe it's a, a show or something, a comedian or whatever else, something that's going to change your state. Because whenever you change it, when you're in that spiral, 
when you're in that that uh, spin, then it's really hard to be able to get out because now you're thinking about all the stuff and it just tends to build. But if you can find a way, you hear Tony Robbins and all these different people talk about changing the state. Still, almost the old having the rubber band mm-hmm. and whenever you have a bad habit and then smacking it, that's changing your state. All it is is just shocking you out of whatever it is that you're in. So now you can make a choice to go a different direction, right? So when you're in that, that spiral of, of being angry at somebody or frustrated or whatever else, find a way to be able to change your state. And then when you revisit it, try and revisit it with the attitude of what are you grateful about that situation? Out of all the stuff that's going on, what are you grateful about it? And it's tough. It's tough in some situations. So that, that takes me back to a question I had in my mind while you were talking about your daughter and her first road trip and going with her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, what's how? What is, what can you be grateful or thankful for in that situation? Because oh. I know as a dad, I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm grateful that he's scared of me. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's good. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm grateful that he's a good kid. I mean, out of all the different people uh, that she could have chose to be with, and out of all the different people in there, that that he's at his fundamental core values are are good, and that's what mm-hmm. you wish for when, you, especially with a daughter. That's what you wish mm-hmm. for for a daughter because she's such a beautiful soul, and she's such a, a kind and trusting girl that that was my biggest concern whenever she was growing up. Like we were raising her to be, you know, have gratitude and everything else like that. But there's some people that prey on that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and you always hear the good girls go for the bad boys, right? And so you see all these movies and everything else and I'm, you know, polishing up the, the weapons and, you know, calling up my, my father-in-law like, hey man, if, if I call you, you ready? You know yeah. what I mean? Because she's a pretty girl too, you know? And so all of those are kind of your concerns. So when she does find somebody, even though it is that you're, you're in that dad protective mode, you're always good whenever it's a respectful uh, young man. So that that is the, the first thing that I'm, I'm grateful for. Uh, the second thing is I'm grateful for that she shows that she uh, listened to and is putting in all the principles that we have uh, instilled in her in place. So with those two things, I have to lean on those because everything else just starts to spin the bad way. Right? <laughs> everything else that could and would happen could just start spinning the wrong way. I mean, she went, she got her car checked out because they're driving. Uh, and she went and got her car checked out. She did all the stuff that she was supposed to before she went on a road trip. Uh, you know, we, we use the uh, Life360 app. And so she has that on, so we know where she's at. You know what I mean? So all, all, all the things I can control mm-hmm. are in place. Everything else is out of my control, so I can't choose to focus on it. <laughs> so let me ask you, when we talk about thankfulness and, and, and you know, doing something to shock you out of that, what can you do if you encounter somebody that, seems to not be thankful about a lot of things right is there anything that you would that what can you do in those situations to not one to not go down that road and and then two to maybe shock that person out of yeah this is a tough one because if it's somebody that you can't control like somebody in your work environment that works with you that you can't control how much it is that you're around them but you can't control them their ability to affect your spirit right so it's kind of like you put up a wall and then you just change the subject as soon as it is that they start saying you know unthankful or ungrateful things you can either change the subject or you can start pointing out to them yeah but there is this or yeah but hey don't forget about this this and this and they'll catch on i've had people be like Man, you always find the positive in every situation. I was like, yeah, because look at how miserable you are. <laughs> You're finding the negative stuff. Like, you can't change anybody or you can't force anybody to change, but you can give them a different way of doing things. And so I asked them, I was like, have you ever thought about doing the gratitude? If they're open, 
Have you ever thought about doing that? Some people, I remember the saying, it's like some people are so negative that if you put them in a, in a dark room, they develop. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're, just, they're just that negative. Yeah. And so some people, it's, it's almost draining to you to be able to try and change who it is that they are. I just try and limit my interactions with those people. It's just, uh, I, I don't, I'm not interested in trying to use my energy to, yeah. to try and shift it. And if it's somebody who I have a choice of being in my life or not, at some point I just choose to have very limited exposure to you, right? Um, and I've had close friends who it is that, you know, we were close friends in college or whatever else that I've had to, to, to shut them down. As much fun as we have and the relationship is, mm-hmm. I had to choose to be able to limit your access to my life because every time I'm around you, I notice that my demeanor is different, how I act is different. And, and then when I get back, I'm like, I did not like I like the experience of seeing you after a long time. I'm not like the whole experience of what it is that happened, right? So you just got to start being more aware of that. Mm-hmm. And if again, it goes back to if you could control it, control it. If you can't control it, you could control how it affects you. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel that thankfulness produces fruit? For sure. 100%. In what ways? Uh, well, just shifting your, your perspective on things, again, allows you... When you're in a negative spin, whatever it is that you're focused on is what it is that you see more of and what it is that you track more of, right? So when you're in an attitude of thankfulness slash gratitude, you find more things to be thankful and gratitude for, and you're more likely to see the positive outlooks and stuff. Whenever you're in this spin of, of not being that way, then you're going to see that. I'll give you an example. So a friend of mine, we went out to eat dinner. And we're having a great dinner and we're talking, conversation. At least, you know, I'm thinking it's a great conversation. And after it is that we're finished with the dinner, he lists about 10 things that were wrong with the dinner, how it is that he thought that the, the lady was being discriminatory to him and everything else. I'm like, were we at the same, were we at the same dinner? <laughs> like, like, I thought we had a great time and I noticed none of that. He's like, yeah, just because you're in your own bubble, in your own world. And I was like, yeah, by design, by design. Because he went in there looking for that and that's the world that he lives in. He saw all of it. And he didn't even enjoy the same great conversation that we had and the interchange that we had because he was so focused Focusing on all other stuff. You see what I mean? That is so interesting. That, yeah. I mean, that, just that thought, there's so much in there. And I think we've all heard like the saying, like, if you go looking for something that isn't there, you're I mean, not that it's not there. If you go looking for something that... It, that you'll find it. You'll find it. You're going to find it. what it is you're looking for. Whether it exists or doesn't yeah. exist, you will find yeah. it. Yeah, you'll find it. And, the, and the, the, the waitress was the nicest waitress. I tipped her well because she did a great job. She was very attentive. But he swore that she was discriminatory because somebody else got their stuff before we did. And she checked their drinks more than that. He's looking for it, right? He's looking for something different. Why were you even paying attention to what was going on at all the other tables versus the conversation that we were having here and the good time that we were having here? So whatever it is that you look for, you find. So I think being thankful puts you in a state where it is that you're, and you're also focused on the here and now, like what's happening right here versus being worried about the future or frustrated about the past. It kind of brings you to the, to really appreciate the the present. And I think that's the that's where anxiety and stress all comes from. You're trying to worry about what's going to happen or what has happened, right? So. Yeah, that principle of uh, finding what you're looking for is always, you know, especially trying to figure that out and talk to my kids about, you know, what you are looking for. Example, before I got my car, I never saw Golf GTIs, you know? But then once I got, I'm like, I think I might have already mentioned this in the podcast, but, you know, I'm going to, to the get my car that I just absolutely love to look at. I was like, man, and no one has, you know, there, there are very few on the road. And 
But then once I got it, like the next couple of days, like, hey, when did y'all all get? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got new clothes too? Yeah, the same week. New... <laughs> yeah, the same week. So it's interesting. So at all of the things that we're grateful for and which we're thankful we're thankful for, what are some things that you take for granted? Oh, man. Um, I tend to take for granted time. Time is the biggest one, right? Like how it is that I'm spending my time, uh, what it is that I'm doing with my time, and just, you know, the whole letting the day control you or you control the day type of thing. So I try and be very, very mindful of whenever I'm doing stuff like watching Netflix, because we, Wendy and I like to watch different shows or whatever else. But if, if you don't encapsulate that, it's easy to go, the next episode button is the worst. Like, the letting it automatically go to the next one. Well, we got to find out what happens, right? That's my design. They designed it for that. But all of that can eat up the time that, that you could then find, spend talking to each other, that you could then spend doing something else. I just had, on uh, Monday and Tuesday this last week, I had food poisoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Sunday night it hit, <laughs> all Sunday night. And Monday, all I could do was just, like, sleep. I was aches and everything else like that. But Wendy was off Monday and Tuesday, and they gave us time <laughs> that I normally would have spent doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, that we actually had nothing to do but talk, because all I could do was sit in the bed, right? And then Tuesday, we actually, you know, I cleared everything off the plate, and we actually got all the errands done that we were supposed to do on Monday. And, and I got to spend that time with her, that quality time, doing what she wanted to do on Tuesday, because I felt bad about Monday. But that two days allowed me more rest than I've gotten in a long, long time. And I felt amazing uh, now Thursday, Friday, coming out of it, because I was able to get so much rest those first three days. I took <coughs> for granted and, and I, all of that rest and how amazing it makes you feel you know what i mean well there's there's two questions that came out of uh out of that one noticing that uh how well rest did for you right do you think you'll incorporate that in more of your weeks oh, i'll try it at first i mean now that it's fresh on the mind yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as it you, as you go along you tend to fall back hotter to fake you tend to fall back into the same habits now i could take that and i can grow a little bit from it get a little bit better make sure i'm getting a little bit more sleep and everything else like that but at some point i'm going to probably fall back into the rhythms where i did before, but I so much enjoyed that time with her and the discussions that we had, and we went back through the love language and did the love language test again, and we're surprised that you know how it is that how it shifts, yeah, yeah, how it shifts mm. and everything else like that. That I appreciate. That'll stick with me. Gotcha. So uh, that, that's interesting. Just out of curiosity, what are your your top two love languages? Uh, my top two love languages are acts of service and uh, quality time, which I would have never picked as my own, hmm. but taking the test. What are your What are your wife's? My wife's are um, quality time, which is good because we both uh, do that one, and um, expressions of love. I forgot what it was called. but Gifts? Be, not no, gifts. it's not gifts. Words of affirmation? It, words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Words of affirmations, right. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Which I never, I, I do that because that's how it is that my dad taught me to be able to always give gratitude to your wife, and, and I do that in public, but I didn't realize it was in the top of her, and hers was like... Uh, it was like 30%, 22, 22. So it was pretty close on words of affirmation and um, uh, quality time were kind of rolling seconds. So I was like, oh, well, now I know what I need to focus on on more. Gifts were like at 5% or 10%. So she, it was really low on her list. Save yeah. some money there. Right. Well, that's why, that's one of the reasons why I married her. I mean, I was like, hey, she doesn't like flowers and all that. So I knew this from, from day one. It's, it doesn't, and not that she doesn't like it, it just doesn't mean as much to her as a hand 
create a gift by the kids. Thank so I that. love that. I was like, yes, kids, let's make cards. <laughs> this is great. Yes. You know, and it means a whole lot to her. Or let's get a photo album, put together a photo album that y'all pick the pictures from. That means a whole lot more to her than if I was to go out and buy a super expensive gift. Now, she, does she want different things and I'll get it for her? But she's also, she was a, before when I met her, she was a single mom of two, three and a seven-year-old. So everything was about the kids. So she admitted that the reason why is because everything has always been about buying and supplying for others she will not get something for herself and get something for everybody else every time so when i do give her a gift it's almost like forcing her to take it but it means that much more to her because she won't i'll find something she's been talking about for a while and then i'll get that for her and then it means a whole lot because she wasn't going to get it for herself ever <laughs> right? Alan, when was the last time that you and shannon took the love language test uh, it's been a while, and now that you mentioned it, Alistair, that's something that uh, I, I am. It, it is on me to plan a date coming up without the kids. So yeah, maybe, and that'll, maybe be, that'll be something. The, the quiz in that date. So I'm that, thinking about incorporating it before, so that we can talk about it on the date. Yeah, yeah that's very good. Yeah. Like, like it. maybe the day before, or two days before. On Gary Chapman's site, that he has a, a link where you can take a free love yep. link, and it gives you the results yeah. right there. It's, it's a long test, not a short. It's probably about 30 questions. Yeah, um, yeah. And they seem redundant, but it, again, it, it surprised me. And I've done the love languages, the love languages for men. They have a love languages for teens. Mm -hmm. I've done that one as well with the, with the, I don't think I did with my teens. I think I did to understand my teens. I couldn't get them to. <laughs> Gotta get them to do the test. Yeah, I just wanted to see the different, uh, but it's, it's amazing how that and making sure that you're filling those different love tanks really makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, and it we it changes too. I I don't know that mine's changed. Uh, I think I, the last time I took it was about a year ago, and it, I'm still high touch in quality time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, trying to get my my wife or get Tammy to take it is she's like I've already taken this, <laughs> but, but it changes. It does change. It does. It does. Words, it's, words it's, of affirmation used to be number one on mine. I used to like if somebody if I did something and somebody gave me kudos for it or recognizing for it. I was like, ah, that's all I needed. Yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but I've, I've changed that with that one. It's not as high on my list anymore. So I was gonna say for me, um, yeah, mine was always quality time and like physical touch, but, and I know that I feel like that's what it is for Isaiah. Cause he wants to play. He wants to you to spend time, active time with him. Not just like, Hey, we're going to sit in the same room. You're going to do your thing. I'm going to do mine. He wants active time. And then with, uh, Shannon, she, I mean, she's okay. Like, we're watching Netflix together, so she's okay with that. Um, she also likes quality time, like, just her and I. She also likes quality time with the family. Let's create an experience and go do something. Um, and then she likes words of affirmation. And I think, I don't know if Isaiah necessarily, he likes words of affirmation, but his big thing is, yeah, physical touching. Because he'll get up in the morning, and I'm, like, on the computer, and he'll come and, like, jump on my back and, like, hang all over me and, you know, sit in my lap or whatever, so... For boys, most of the time, quality time words of affirmation when they're younger is always at the top because they want that kudos from their dad, that words of affirmation, and they want to be able to just spend time, even if it's just with you. Like I used to love, my dad used to take me on his uh, trips that he would take. He worked for the union for the telephone company. Part of his job was to go to conferences, and he would just take me on the conferences, and I would stay in the hotel room. But the fact that I was on a trip with him, mm -hmm. that's what mattered. And it wasn't even mattered that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so, so that quality time, I think, that's why it shifts. Because you, at different points in your life and different relationships in your life, you want different things. Right. Than a, no, you're right with the quality time too. Because you know, we'll put on uh, one of his YouTube channels that he likes, and just me sitting there with him, he he loves it. He's yeah. fine with. It. I'm, I'm not I'm not watching it. I'm reading a book or doing something else. 
But just the fact that I'm in the room with him, he can reach over and, you know, put his head on my shoulder yep. or put his head on my shoulder or, you know, whatever. That's that's enough for him. Sometimes. At 12, that starts to shift and eat it all up. Because yes. at 12, all of a sudden, no, no, it's like, now, by the time don't they get to 16... <laughs> Like, don't so you want to put your head on my shoulder? It's a whole like, different no, ball dad. game, buddy. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Dad? Like, right. <laughs> do we have to go hug? Yeah. Dad? Yes, we do. yes, we do. Yes, we do. What is? Well, we talked about what you you take for granted. Um, what have you done to change those things? Being re- like I talked about being aware of my time, like how it is that I spend my time, but then gratitude. Like giving gratitude for the moments that I do have, like and being in present in the moments that I do have. So when I'm there with my wife, I'm there with my wife. I'm not thinking about all the other stuff that I could be doing, had to do, need to do. Like I'm there. When I'm there with my son, being there with my son. When I'm there at the baseball game with my son, and being it, I'm there at the baseball game. I'm not thinking about all the other stuff, which was really that was the biggest, hardest thing for me to do because I'm one of those multitaskers. You know what I mean? And so. Putting up my phone, turning off my phone, putting it on silent, realizing the world's going to go on, you know, whether I focus on it or not, was something that I had to really focus on, on shifting, right? Uh, and that made me start to respect the time blocks that I had put in place a lot more. Yeah, how did you keep yourself from, well, I think you kind of answered that. I was going to say, how did you keep yourself from, you know, watching the clock per se to go like, well, you know, I, I'm giving, you know, my kid two hours of my time. Right. And then I'm going to go right back to the this. And like, how did you keep yourself from going, all right, two hours is up. I got to go do this other thing. I had to add padding. Because one of the things that I was, I found that I was always late for stuff because I was always booking stuff like back to back, back to back. back. And then if there was any bleed over, it threw my whole schedule off. And I was late for everything. So once I recognized that pattern, I started putting padding in between. Also, so that if I'm spending time with the kids and it bled over, we're playing video games, I'll have to be like, oh, we're in the middle, Madden, sorry. <laughs> I got a call. I got to, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and having that padding time. But letting them know that this is our, our time, you know, from this to two, and then I got to go do a call. But then l- allowing that little bit of, of padding to go. Um, and it, as long as they know and I know, then it, they were more receptive to that, right? That it is that me saying, oh, I, I'll give you two hours, but I can only give you an hour because a client, something popped up and I got to go do that. But I'll give you an hour. At least we got the hour. Be thankful for this hour because I got to mm-hmm. go pay the bills. You know what I mean? And yeah, that, that was yeah. my default MO too. It's like, look, if you want these lights on, I got to go do stuff. You know what I mean? That was, that was my, I used to hear from my parents and I start and I was like, man, but does that really matter to a kid? Right? Yeah, that, so then the lights are going to be on. Whether or not, but they're going to remember the fact that you didn't do what you said you were Mm. going to do. And I was like, oh, it's like twist and stab. And and I started really focusing on that. Yeah. You had mentioned something and I was just, this is kind of a side little pull through from the the discussion. But do you think that uh, binge watching shows, series has helped or hurt connections with people? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a tough one. Because people are trying to escape from their world, I think it's hurt because it's giving you a way to be able to escape that's not doing anything productive in your life. And the quality of what you binge on makes a big difference too, right? <laughs> like if you're binging on personal development, 
Well, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about that too. You can, you can listen to everything and not put it into action, you know. But uh, it just depends on what it. Usually, if it's a binge, it's be, you're doing it to be able to avoid or to get away from something. That's what a binge is about. When you binge eat, you're doing it as an outlet because you're trying to avoid or get away from something. When you binge watch, you're trying. You know what I mean? So, what do you try to escape? That's what I need to know before you know you could say whether it's good or bad. But the readily accessible shows streaming channels before if you wanted to watch the cosby show you had to wait every week until the cosby show came mm-hmm. on and then you could, or maybe you could watch the reruns back to back but now everything is accessible you literally have any streaming station that you want to watch any sports game wow. that you want to watch and you could just sit there and i used to wait till seasons went by that way i didn't have to wait till the next week and i could watch the shows back to back to back now i actually kind of like catching them week because it's a cutoff for me right now i have to wait till the next the next week um, but sometimes what, what I'm watching, I'm like, man, is this the best thing to be pouring into my brain at this this point in time? You know what I mean? Uh, so so oh, as, as much as I, I'm in the word and everything else like that, that, you know, I still want to be able to watch House of the Dragon. And I watch House of the Dragon. I'm like, this stuff is not good at all. Right? <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good, but it's, it's so, so good, but it's not bad. good. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Like if you look at the concept of it and the, the core of it. So. Again, having an outlet, having a, a, something to be able to do, to be able to, to relieve and to change your state, that's one thing. When you start really start to get into it, everything affects your spirit. The music you listen to, what you watch, uh, you know, the garbage in, garbage out is, is not a thing. So when you're pouring this stuff into your brain, it's affecting you mm-hmm. subconsciously one way or the other. So I try and think about that whenever I start to, to binge too much or get too into this stuff, I can see it bleed over to other aspects of my life. I was right? gonna say because I remember in the past, um, an ex girlfriend and I, we were like really, really into like The Walking Dead, and so we would binge watch like seasons at it. I mean, you know, not seasons at a time, but we would binge watch it like on Saturdays or whatever. To the point to where, like at night, you start jumping at your own shadow. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, it affects. And you. And it's like, oh, it's just a cat. <laughs> what am I doing? And it's like, all right, no more Walking Dead. Right. No more Walking Dead. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, you're right, and I think we've mentioned it before about you know what, and it even says in the Bible. Um, and I'm going to butcher the verse, but more or less, like whatever your heart is full of is what's going to come out of your mouth. So, what are you actually feeding yourself? And because whatever you're feeding yourself is what's going to come out. Absolutely. If you're feeding yourself, you know, a lot of negativity and you're, or you're allowing a lot of negativity in, then there's only going to be a lot of negativity, that, most of the time, negativity that comes out. Um, does this mean that you're going to be like a murderer because you watch a lot of like the crime series? Hopefully not. I'm going to say no because I like all the crime series stuff on Netflix. <laughs> that's right, what right, I watch. Right. I don't binge watch it, but that's what I watch. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's interesting that you that you mentioned that, and it's. And my wife, she loves the crime stuff too. But then I I start to think, well, then you start to look at the world as a as a place where there's always crime and there's always going to be people to get you, and it starts to put you on edge. You know what I mean? So it whatever can. it is, where whatever it is that you you put in tends to be your reality, right? Uh, so I try and find more, <laughs> try to find that balance, right? I'm trying to put as much personal development, as much spiritual development. And as I do the other stuff as well. For me, uh, binge watching, I feel like it takes away community. Because yeah. one of the things that we used to do back in the day is like, oh, did you watch the Cosby show? And then you could talk about what happened in that episode. But when it's ready for you right now and you can watch it all or watch it. And then you're not aligning with other people who are watching that particular show. And so you don't really get to talk with them, So which doesn't doesn't 
lead to like building relationships even if it's just something as a tv show uh it it's a tool to communicate and connect with other people and that i that's like right now watching uh, house of the dragon Mm -hmm. my wife is like i want to know what's going on now so she will save two or three episodes and i'm like okay just to be a part of it with you i will save and watch a couple episodes it pains him to it say it pains me it hurts so bad because I, one I, I like I like the mm-hmm. you know you got a little block here and then you can talk about hey did you watch House of the Dragon last night yeah. and uh, I think it has it's part of the corrosion of community and we need more of nowadays so that's where I'm coming from Guess what time it is? No, there's one last question. That okay, I actually I'll, I'll give you one really last question. So the question that, that um, Scott, I think you put in here, and I don't know if we've actually answered it, you have, what is an aspect of how you were parented for which you feel grateful? For which I feel grateful. Uh, my parents always given me the Christian foundation and, and the Christian background. Like all the principles that they taught me were routed in, you, you never want to violate your morals or your values. And if you, if anything that you do, if you put it up against what you truly believe and you're doing it against that because somebody's pressuring you, then something's off there, right? And I've lived by that my whole entire life. Even when I was pledging my fraternity, I said, you know, hey, these are my morals and values. These are the things that I will and will not do. <laughs> and if this is going to be an issue, then I can't, it's not going to be able to pledge. Like, I, I've never drank alcohol. So I said, and they say, you're never going to be able to make it through pledging without drinking. That's just like a part of what it is that you do. And I told them at the very beginning, I was like, look, I'm not drinking alcohol throughout this whole process. Save my money. Save my time right now if this is going to be an issue. And, of course, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, yeah, at, yeah. but at different points, we were like, I was like, is this going to be a, an issue? <laughs> you know, like I, this is what I told you I'm not doing. And luckily, I had some guys who brought us in. And these are old school guys, but they respected the fact that I stood on that. It wasn't even about me saying I wasn't going to do it. It's the fact that they tested me to see if it is that I would I would stand on that morals and values. And, and that was. But if I hadn't had that compass that my parents had implanted on me, then I don't think I would have been so firm in that. And point. I think it probably came down to a point later. They were just like, no, 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 no he's good. He didn't have to. Yeah, do that's it. what they did. Yeah. And once it is that they figured out that I was really about this and it wasn't just then, then they were they would step in to protect me against maybe some other people who it is that can't understand that. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, I like that. The I like that. that yeah. that's, a, that's that integrity that man, people respect. That if you hold true to your word, mm-hmm. man, that gains so much respect from other people. It does. It does. Especially the alpha male types of stuff. They actually respect you more if it is that you you step up and you stand up for what it is that you believe than if they can walk all over you. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So uh, next week we have. Alan Morris, we're going to be talking kindness, um, but if people want to talk to us... If people want to talk to us, they can email us at mightyambopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online, on the line, at mighty, themightyanvil.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, sorry, Instagram, at Mighty Anvil Podcast, and then our Facebook group, The Mighty Anvil. Yep. If you would honor us uh, in uh, praying us out today. Yeah, absolutely. Lord, we just thank you for this this time and the, uh, this time that we have together here and just a celebration of you and, and all it is that you've done for us and all it is that you've done in our lives. And we ask that you continue to bless us, the people who it is that are listening, and, and that you continue to find ways to be able to allow your light to be able to shine through us. And these things that we ask in your name, amen. 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 Strikers, until next week. Right.